Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas here in studio will be joined by Saints head coach Dennis Allen, as well as Bobby Abair, who is at the Silver Slipper. And then we will talk with Mike Detillier towards the end of the hour as we get ready for Monday night football tonight with the Raiders and the Chiefs. And let me just, as we wait for Coach Allen to join us, Bobby, you, there was a little bit of everything yesterday, but the most important thing was 39-32 nothing you can you can break down all the chunk plays and everything else but and no this team didn't want to talk about it ahead of time but this it was a it was a much needed victory yeah it doesn't matter uh, how you win did you win or lose whether you win by one point you win about two or three touchdowns uh, they all count the same uh, so it was really a, a must win uh, you do not want to be in a situation that you were going to try and uh, dig yourself out of a hole. And uh, what I mean by that, uh, that you don't want to be uh, playing catch-up. And if you just look at a record, and this is a big enough sample size, you look at, like, if you have a 1-4 and four record, only 11 uh, uh, teams went uh, to make the playoffs, uh, uh, like 7%. Uh, if you start out 1-4, and four, then you start out 2-3, uh, and three, then you have, like, a 22.5%. So you can break it down uh, how you ultimately, you know, uh, start the season. Uh, look like, uh, yeah, so you look at even uh, last year. It's going to be that's the case every year. So right now I think that uh, game was imperative uh, that we're able to take it one week at a time. And so you can view it like we're 1-0 and uh, right now. Uh, I think James Hurst said it best. And uh, now you're trying to be 1-0 uh, against the Bengals. And then you go from there. Well, thank you, Bobby. Let's bring in the Saints head coach, Dennis Allen. Coach Allen, welcome to the show. And, and it was a little bit of everything for everybody yesterday. And as Bobby and I were just talking about, there's only one thing that matters, and that is the final 39-32 and a win at home in front of the home fans who played a significant role. I just talk about I mean, every win in the NFL is, is big, and none of them are easy. Talk about yesterday's victory. Yeah, look, I thought it was a big win for our team. Um, I was proud of the way that our team – Came and came in and battled and and uh, we fought all the way to the end and um, you know we made enough plays to win the game. Certainly it wasn't as clean as we would have liked it to be, uh, but but when you get an opportunity to make corrections off a win, um, I think that's a lot easier in this league. You know, uh, Coach Allen, the one thing uh, that I think we've been outstanding, uh, very similar to what we've done in past seasons, where we've been amongst the best is that our red zone defense has been outstanding as far as keeping them out of the end zone. I'm not talking about the chunk splash plays. I'm talking about red zone defense and also in third down defense. Finally, offensively, we were efficient on third down, to say the least, 8 of 14, 57%. But you have to be pleased what we've done so far on defense as far as third down and, and red zone. 
Yeah, I really think that was the bright spot in the game for us defensively. Certainly, we didn't like the the explosive plays that we gave up. That's something that we can't have, and we got to get that corrected. Uh, but but you know, situationally, third down, red zone. It's an area that we've been pretty good at the past couple of years defensively. I thought we continued that um, in the game yesterday. I think you know, offensively, that's an area. Uh, that we've continued to improve in. You know, over the last two weeks, we were converting at about 50%, a little over 50% on third down. Um, and, and we've been highly effective in the red zone. We were 3-3 three three again offensively in the red zone. So those are the areas that you have to try to excel in in our league and take advantage of. And, and, and that's really the difference between winning and losing in our league a lot of times. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, you're talking about those chunk plays, splash plays. I can tell you what, uh, Russell Wilson, our number of quarterbacks in the NFL, could not have done a better job. His ball placement, that being Geno Smith, compared to last year and this year, boy, you really can see the growth and how he's led that uh, Seattle team. But the question I have, um, because you're looking at those chunk plays, that uh, all of a sudden they had three touchdown passes, uh, 34, 35, I should say, or more yards. Was that uh, mainly because maybe you say next man up, but not having uh, Marcus Bain, P.J. Williams uh, available? Because you could see Paulson and Debold underneath coverage, but over the top it seems like we let them get behind us. Was that maybe uh, because of our backup safety position there? Uh, what, what was your take on that when you looked at the film? Well, I, look, I think the number one thing is is that we didn't execute properly in, in those situations. And, um, you know, we're, we're never going to sit here and use a built-in excuse of, of injuries or anything like that. There's a lot of teams in this league that are dealing with that. Um, and, and we've – look, we're all – we're professional coaches. We're professional football players. We've got an obligation to go out there and do our job. And, and I don't think we did it well enough – defensively in that game in terms of giving up the explosive plays. And, and our guys understand that. They know that that's unacceptable, and we'll get that corrected. So, had a few explosives yourselves, and let's spend a little time with Taysom Hill. Uh, he tied an Archie Manning record uh, from 1977, uh, three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Now, the one thing Archie didn't do in, in that 77 game was also bring back three kickoff returns for 69 yards, but but Taysom Hill, I mean, I don't even know what to say. So I'd, I'd rather just get kind of get your comments on it on 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 the Mister Everything. Yeah, well, look. First of all, it, it, there was a little text thread going going around last night, and I, I made mention to Archie that not only did he have three kickoff returns, but he also recovered a, a fumble on a punt return. So those are all things that Archie uh, <laughs> wasn't able to get accomplished. But I, listen. We've said this from day one. Taysom Hill is an outstanding football player. He's a weapon for our football team. Um, he's a weapon on offense. He's a weapon in special teams. Many things that he does well. And he's the ultimate team player, um, given of himself for this team. And, and um, he was outstanding in the game yesterday. That he was. Taysom Hill was that. We will come back with more with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. A little later, we'll have Chris Richard, the co-defensive coordinator and the secondary coach. But take a, take a break right now. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin Studio. Bobby Bear is on the Gulf Coast at the Silver Slipper. And head coach Dennis Allen, there were so many opportunities for momentum changes. I wanted to ask, ask you about at the end of the first half, of course, they score seconds remaining to take the lead in the second half, and they get the ball in the third quarter. The momentum switch because of the Pete Werner fumble that he forced, and he's been just about everywhere. Now, there were more down after that, but just talk about the momentum swing and, and what that what that play provided. Yeah, look, I thought it was a huge momentum swing uh, for our team. Obviously, you know, giving up the touchdown right before the half was a big momentum swing in their in their direction. And for us to come out in the first drive of the third quarter and, and uh, for us to be able to create that takeaway, put our offense in position to score a touchdown and, and regain the lead in that game, I thought was critical uh, and was a big impact swinging play. Now, uh, Coach Allen, I know you have to be pleased with this because uh, it's a form of discipline. Uh, we only had six penalties. So I would say that was very good considering Seattle had 12. You know, uh, I look at like nine penalties or more, 100 yards. No, you're like giving up a touchdown. So even though we're a minus one in the turnover margin, I know we want to turn that around, now minus eight for the season. But I thought that was like a wash. That was a push considering uh, we were uh, didn't have all the penalties that Seattle had. Yeah, well, look, I think we cleaned a lot of that up. Um, you know, the, two of those penalties were plays where we felt like we got them to jump into the neutral zone and reacted and, and would have been first downs for us. So, uh, you know, there was a couple that kind of go with the cost of doing business. But uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty clean game by our guys. We really tried to focus in on the fundamentals and technique. I don't think we were as good as we needed to be, but yet I think it was much better in this game. And so uh, those are some of the basic things that we're trying to, uh, you know, continue to work on and continue to try to improve on. You know, uh, Coach Allen, we talked about Taysom and his contribution, uh, Swiss Army Knife, jack of all trades. Uh, but I thought, uh, and, and I said, I, I bet Coach uh, Carmichael and Coach Allen are definitely aware of this. When you look at Alvin Kamara and having him available, and I said he can be an old grandpa telling his grandkids, boy, you know, when I played the Seahawks, I kicked their butt. Uh, look, I'm looking at 
In two previous games, he has averaged 170 yards, a total yards of scrimmage. Well, uh, yesterday he had 194. So the bottom line is I think Pete Carroll knows how studly Alvin Kamara is. Now, he had that one fumble, but, uh, boy, Seattle's not been able to contain Alvin Kamara the three games he's played against them. Yeah, look, Alvin's a, an outstanding football player. Um, he's a guy that we sorely miss when he's not in the lineup. Having that juice and having that energy and having that explosiveness that he creates offensively for us was a was a huge deal. I thought he ran the ball really hard and effectively uh, in the game yesterday, and then certainly his his impact in the passing game I thought was outstanding. And coach, same situation, but on the other side of the football, and that's Cam Jordan. Um, his ability now he, he he's gonna he's gonna argue about that half a sack, but you know one and a half sacks, but. Two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits, and that sack that he did share with Demario, he just kept Geno in front of him. He never, he wasn't going to let Geno get past him, and that was such a huge play uh, because of when it happened and 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 at the time. Well, yeah. Look, uh, there was a lot of things that we we've got to correct defensively that we didn't play as well as we need to. But yet at the end of the game, when we had to go out and make a play, when we had to get Seattle off the field to get the ball back for our offense and get us in a four-minute offensive mode, um, you know, we were able to do that. And and obviously the sack between Cam and DeMario was a big, was a big factor in that. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, looking at the receiving core, and obviously you have to deal with injuries, uh, you know, with the Bengals coming to town, the high-powered offense. Uh, but the availability of uh, receivers that we count on, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, now Chris Olave, looks like possibly he could be dealing uh, with a head injury. How do you challenge, like, because this is almost like without those guys, it's like almost the, 90, uh, the 2021 season. How do you challenge guys like Marquez Callaway and even Traquan Smith? Traquan Smith had a great opportunity to contribute even more. He had a couple of drops. So what do you do as a coach, even though you might not be the wide receiver coach, but you are the head coach, to encourage those guys, and whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, come on, y- 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 y'all got to pull y'all weight in this uh, pass, you know, not just Alvin in the passing game, but y'all got to contribute at a high level. Well, yeah, look, it's it's everybody. Um, you know, it, it is, you know, everybody talks about the cliche, but it really is a next man up mentality. And, and um, you know, in our league, nobody cares. Um, what type of injuries you're dealing with, all they care about is the production. And so um, it is a next man up mentality. Look, I thought guys stepped up in the game uh, the other day, and I thought we made some plays when we needed to. And, look, we're going to have to look at, um, you know, what we do offensively, how we scheme things up, how do we utilize Alvin in the passing game, how do we utilize our tight ends in the passing game, uh, depending on what we have available to us. So, um, I think everybody understands that they have to step up in these situations. And, and look, I look at these as opportunities. And it's opportunities for guys that may not uh, get as many opportunities or as many plays. Um, it's an opportunity for them to step up and perform and help the team win. And, Coach, it's one of those stats. I think you even talked about it either the week before or the week before that. And and that's just kind of – I, I wouldn't call it parity, just it's just the way it's the, the league has started. And that's – 
why the win yesterday for many people was very important to get to two and three and not, and not one and four. Because if you look around the league, two and three and three and two, I mean, there's if if Vegas wins tonight over over the Chiefs, there'll be 22 teams of the 32 that are either two and three or three and two, and it's it's just it is that one game mentality uh, each week that you just have to focus on. But it's just it's it's kind of it's not like you're the only team that's dealing with it. A lot of other teams are dealing with that, these kind of starts. Yeah, well, I think that's the nature of, of, of our league. Um, and and that's where we're at right now. And, and, yeah, you said it, 20 of the 32 teams will have either a 2-3 and three or a 3-2 and two record. Um, look, there was teams last year that started the, started the season – uh, two and three, two and five that ended up playing in the in the conference championship games, and so really it's about not focusing so much on the other nineteen teams that are two and three or three and two, but focusing on ourselves and focusing on that one game at a time mentality and being one and zero oh each week. The Cincinnati Bengals come in next week. we got to step aside, take a break. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Hebert on the coast, and head coach Dennis Allen. And Coach, we talk about Taysom's kind of numbers overall, but when he's been in there thus far this year, we, we've seen a lot of quarterback power. But yesterday, the ability to hand off to Alvin, who took it outside and got a first down, and then the ability with the perfect pass to Troutman for the touchdown. Just how, how much does that change from a defensive coordinator standpoint, how they can kind of line up when they know, when they don't know he's not just going to run it every time. Yeah. I, look, I think, I think you have to have some flexibility in what you're doing, you know, offensively. I think if you just stick to one thing and one thing only, eventually, you know, defenses can kind of key in on that and they can figure out ways to stop it. But when you have some unpredictability, um, you know, with the ability to hand the ball off, with the ability to throw the ball down the field, uh, with the ability to run the football, uh, with Taysom at the quarterback position, you know, just having all those elements uh, I think is huge. And, and really the fact that he can play the quarterback position, the fact that he can throw the ball um, really changes the dynamic of how teams can really defend you. Different than the Wildcat. Yeah, yeah, it's not like uh, what's his name, Ronnie Brown, uh, with the Wildcat with uh, with the Dolphins, and he was attacking Belichick, and he stopped the last time. No, uh, Taysom Hill could throw the ball like a quarterback. Now, I don't know if you want him dropping back throwing uh, 25, 30 times a game, but he's efficient enough uh, to make quarterback plays, and no one can run like him. I mean, he's like the modern day Jim Thorpe. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I, I don't know if you agree with this, Coach Allen, and you, you don't have to comment, but I just want to make this, this comment that, to me, Taysom Hill, they should have a category in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know, a utility Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, this is like a pre-face mask. They have had no one do as much go both ways at what Taysom Hill's doing in modern-day football. Now, other teams could say, we want to get another Taysom Hill. I don't know if anyone's out there. I mean, uh, I, I know Coach Payton and how we rewarded Taysom with an awesome contract. I think he was on Colin Cowherd saying, if, if Mickey Loomis don't want Taysom Hill, wherever I end up in the future, uh, I'll take him. No, he is truly that special <laughs> when you're talking about five or six different things he could do. Yeah, look, I think he's a unique football player. I really do. And, and you know, I, I think 
Um, you know, the exciting thing for me is that there, there, there are so many things that he can do that help our football team win. And so I like the fact that we can play him in multiple different positions and multiple different roles and do multiple things. Um, you know, rather than just being a one-spot player, um, the the fact that he can line up at quarterback, the fact that he can line up at tight end, the fact that he's the personal protector on the punt team, the fact that he's uh, able to go back there and be a kickoff return player. I mean, th- there's just not very many people in our league that can do all those different things. And everybody talks about wanting to get a, a Taysom Hill, but I haven't seen anybody get one yet. Yeah, I agree with that, Coach Allen. And uh, about one player to me that's been outstanding. You know, when you look at a tackling machine and you uh, being having a defensive background, well, if you can hit that century mark, uh, you're contributing at a high level, like 100 to 120 tackles. But Pete Werner, he's on pace. I don't know. It looks like they have like 150. And considering he was not available in training camp, I mean, he's been a dog. Uh, Pete Werner has been unbelievable his effort and his consistency being a tackling machine in these games to start the season off well you know when we drafted him last year you know i think there was a lot of the uh, you know experts out there that kind of questioned that pick a little bit and i just looked at it as this is a you know smart tough competitive football player that comes from a really good football program um, and he's been outstanding for us. I mean, his ability to uh, play both in the run game and the passing game, his athleticism that he has at the will linebacker position, I think has been a really good asset for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great to have him healthy, and, and he's playing well for us. Coach, it was such kind of a weird play. I've looked at it so many times, and that's the Michael Dixon punt. And he's a rugby style, at least he was on that one, which means he has to have a little more room. And the more I look at it and the more I watch him, I feel like Carl Granderson being in that gap was closing. I just felt like Carl Granderson and Dwayne Washington impacted that play more than maybe I thought at least yesterday. What have you seen from that? Yeah, I would say something similar to that. You know, like I've never been a rugby punter, so I can't really tell you, um, you know, exactly what he saw or what he felt. But but certainly he didn't feel like he was going to be able to get the punt off cleanly. Um, and, and look, you know, we wanted to be able to attack that look. We had a little check that we were getting into to give ourselves a chance to – uh, come after it a little bit, and and I thought we got some good pressure on the on the punter, and he decided to pull it down, and and we were there to make the play and cause the fumble. Oh, uh, you know, Charlie, looking at this uh, time of possession, and obviously I'm a big uh, fan of that. You might say, well, that doesn't mean anything. I know I can remember a number of defensive players like Ricky Jackson, Pat Swilling, go, man, we love it when you have those sustained drives. We're well rested. We can pin our ears back. So, you know, you can all look at the third down conversions. But to me, that, that's monumental also in the impact of a game. And you could talk about this, uh, being a defensive coach and what defensive players maybe tell you. We had the ball more than 15 minutes more than they had it. The, is that significant or you think that's not really relative? No, I, I think it's huge. And I really think time of possession is one of the most important team statistics uh, because you can't have time of possession – um, advantage unless you're converting third downs offensively, 
but you also have to be getting off the field defensively. Um, and, and I think that's that's how you get to a 15-minute advantage in time of possession is that you're able to sustain drives by converting third downs on offense, and you're getting off the field on third down on defense. And clearly that was the case yesterday. Seattle, one of nine on third down, 0 for 4 on third down in the second half. Coach, big one coming up again. Huge win over Seattle at home again. The Bengals on Sunday. We appreciate your time. Thanks again, and good luck next week. Okay, guys, take care. Thanks, Coach Allen. Let's uh, pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Coaches Show, we will speak with Chris Richard, the co-defensive coordinator, also the secondary coach. He is coming up next with Bobby Abair from the Silver Slipper. Keep it right here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier will join us at the bottom of the hour as we get you ready for Monday Night Football. Joining us now is Chris Richard, the co-defensive coordinator and secondary coach. Coach, welcome to the show to begin with, and a great win. Oh, well, certainly appreciate you guys having me on, and, and thank you. What did you take away most from, from watching the film, and obviously you, you're well aware of the chunk plays as we all are, but yet you also were part of right. a defense, as I just talked to Coach, that uh, didn't allow a third down pickup by Seattle in the second half. So when you watched the, the film either last night or this morning, what were your takeaways? Yeah, it, the, the the chunk plays were, they were disappointing. Um, and when we have guys in position, and it's uh, things that we're well aware of that they're going to try and attack us with, and and ultimately, you know, we don't we don't handle the job properly in in executing. You know that that that, that part is disappointing. Um, but I, I'll say the cool part is is that you don't see lingering type of mistakes and things of that nature. So something new this week that didn't show up last week. And there's a point in time to where we're gonna we're gonna have seen it all. We we know this is a copycat league, and um, all of our issues like they'll 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 be fixed at some point in time. Um, communication is going to be huge for us as we move forward. And and quite honestly, the 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 other part I, I think that is going to ultimately be a strength for us is the fact that you know we we're playing a lot of guys and you know the the old cliche of you know like everybody's a starter because you never know when your time and when your chance is going to come 
Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're living proof of that right now. And a lot of guys are, are, are gaining a lot of experience in the way that we do it and how we do it. And the time on task is going to prove beneficial for us. Yeah, no, Coach Richard, looking at that, it seems like as the game progresses and, you know, you're dealing with injuries and uh, who's available and, uh, you know, next man up mentality. But all of a sudden, uh, you look at the games on the line, and I guess I always say uh, you're a starter no matter when you come into the game because those all those plays count. And so, uh, like, looking like Chris Harris and Justin Evans and what you're asking them to do. I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, whether they, uh, P.J. Williams or uh, whoever it might be, uh, whether it's Marcus May, uh, but a guy like uh, veterans uh, that they are, Justin Evans and uh, Chris Harris, they understand that responsibility, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, again, it's, it's our responsibility thereafter as a coaching staff to make sure that, you know, we're giving them every bit of information and every piece of knowledge that's going to, allow our team to play fast and be successful. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we've got guys that are highly intelligent. You know, the, um, they, they've got a lot of football under their belt, um, regardless of system. You know, like there's a, there's a particular style in the NFL that, um, that you kind of grow accustomed to, right? You, can, you hear it, and it's called the speed of the game. And one team may ask you to do it one way. Another may ask you to do it this way. Uh, but ultimately, it's, it's it's the recognition of how fast things happen, and how we're trying to be attacked, and 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 where these certain plays are, are happening on the field. That you know, again, veteran players such as Chris and, and and guys of that nature, that that knowledge is there. Now, uh, Coach Richard, uh, talk about because fans have asked me, and I said well, we're going to have Coach Richard on. I'll see if you can explain him, explain it in layman terms. When they see those you know, chunk plays down the middle. And you have a, sa- a safety over the top, and maybe Pulse of the Debo's uh, chasing them. And uh, I'm not saying Pulse of the Debo doesn't have any responsibility, but isn't he expecting more safety help? Because, uh, you know, they want to throw uh, a Debo under the bus. And I said, well, I think the safety needs to come more into play there to help out a Debo. Yeah, that part, that, that, that part is absolutely true. Um, again, certain, certain calls are made at particular moments of the game. And, and really a big part of the defense are, are, are designed for us to be able to double-team a lot of these routes. And, you know, we just have to make sure we're doing right. And um, our corners, we, we again, our, our guys cover tight. And there's, there, there's certain times to where, no, there won't be as much help as others. And, um, again, when, when we make a defensive call to where that call is designed for these corners to have help, we need to be there and we let our guys down. You played for Pete Carroll. Uh, you've also began your coaching career with him. I can't imagine anybody out there in the NFL that probably knows him as well uh, as you do. When you're defending him now, and he's been around for such a long time, is are you defending him the same now as you maybe would ten years ago? Is it kind of do you kind of know what his philosophy is a, l- a little bit, or is it, or is it does, does he has he changed? There are certain things that won't change. Now, the, the, the reality is is that each and every single coordinator that has been through there has brought their own flavor. So there, there's, a, there's a particular way and method by which they want to call plays and, 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 and more, more in regards to the passing game and things of that nature, right, and style, right? This, this here is the, um, again, the, the Jay Gruden 
tree and family and style of play, right? Again, through the whole Shanahan system, right? Again, what they're dealing with now in Seattle and, and before that was Schottenheimer, which was a little more traditional West Coast. And and then obviously, again, be, before that, we know all the history with, with Daryl Bevel. That was, again, more along with the traditional West Coast. Um, philosophically, uh, you know, it's always going to be run game first, play action pass, max protection, two-man, three-man, deep developer routes, and create explosive plays and chunks. Now, so, uh, like that, uh, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, now, uh, Coach Richard, uh, how, how do you um, – because you can't double-team everyone. And, you mm-hmm. know, everyone has, uh, you know, a top receiver, a couple of receivers. And it looked like the Bengals coming up, they might have a trio. Uh, I mean, do sure. you try and mix it up? So, like, uh, are we not – you're not always double-teaming Jamar Chase? Or you look at T. Higgins and even Tyler Boyd. So to not give uh, Joe Burrow a good lock on maybe how you're playing throughout the game, uh, just talk about that process. Yeah. So the, the the multitude of coverages, right? Like it's it's always going to be designed around a particular look. Just trying to create as much confusion as possible. Um, they do. They have again really good targets clear across the field. Good, good runner, right? Again, the tight end is, has had success in this league, and obviously the trio of wide receivers that are, are, are really competitive. Um, you know, we we handle these type of offenses by essentially, right, again, what we failed to do last game is what we're going to need to do this game and for every game hereafter. And to have success against these type of teams and offenses, the number one thing that we have to do in the passing game is eliminate the explosive plays. It's, it's it's the big chunk plays that allows teams, right, like the momentum shift. They typically come with the big chunks, right? Again, you force a team to be methodical, take check downs, right? Again, utilize the run game, right? And all of a sudden, we stuff the run game. We force a team to be one-dimensional. Well, we just cannot allow the ball to be thrown over our head. So not to give too much away, right? Not to give too much away, but, you know, we're going to have to challenge these guys at the line of scrimmage. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. And, and when we're playing outside on the perimeter, like everyone just needs to understand, like our number one job is to make sure that we stay on top. You know, we're not we're not trying to cover all things. We're trying to cover the things that's going to hurt our football team the most. Now, those are shot plays. Those are the saves. Those are the posts. Those are the deep corners. That's what we want to own. And, you know, uh, Coach Richard, don't you think this makes sense to uh, that? Uh, I don't know. You want to be able to have a bunch of three and outs. Yeah, that would be great. But if you can even in this day and age, I don't know, bend but don't break. Look, we've had outstanding red zone defense. We were number one last year, and we're doing Mm -hmm. that uh, this year, outstanding uh, third down defense. But not giving the chunk plays because that will come back to bite you. I'm looking at even the Giants game last season. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. how did we lose to the Giants in the dome? Well, you can't give up a one or two or three-play drive. No, you you want them to earn their points. And I think that's no matter who you play in. That's the mindset you have to have. Now, we're fortunate to beat Seattle, but, but like you said, you can't, you can't give up, especially when you're playing outstanding third-down defense, you can't give up those chunk plays. Cannot. Cannot. You are 1,000% correct, right? And as we talk about in the room, it's nothing cheap and nothing deep, right? But nobody hears what you say. We only hear what we do. And so that's always going to matter. Right. Because nobody cares. Like we have to make sure that we're going and we're doing 
what we say because that's the only thing that's important. So, you know, it's um, getting humbling, absolutely, absolutely humbling. You know, to be able to come out with a in a with a victory, and um, we can do better. You know, and 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 we, and we are looking forward to heading out and again, taking this next challenge and absolutely doing better. Well, Coach, it was a heck of a win. Fans played a huge role in it, and they're going to need them again against the Bengals when they come in on Sunday. But uh, use this time. Get, get get those guys healthy this week, and uh, good luck on Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Oh, grateful for you guys again. You guys take care. All right. Thanks, Coach. That was the Chris Richard, the co-defensive coordinator, and your secondary coach. We will let Bobby step aside. Bobby, thank you, my friend, as always. All right. And we will come back with Mike Dettelier as we get you ready for get you through the NFC South, the rest of the NFL, and Monday Night Football. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Just heard from Chris Richard. Now we bring back Mike Dettelier, who's at the Silver Slipper in Mississippi, getting ready for the Monday Night Football game, which actually has to do a little bit with the stat I was talking with Coach Allen about, which is I think 20 right now, 20 NFL teams are either 2-3 and three, or three and two, and should Vegas win tonight? And maybe nobody expects it, but should they win tonight, they would be two and three, and the Chiefs would be three and two. So it would be twenty-two teams of the thirty-two. Not to mention that the Saints will play Vegas in a couple of weeks. So lots of reasons to keep an eye on that Monday night game. Yeah, Mike, and you know one of the things this offseason, I spoke to Steve Spagnola. Um, he was at a camp that I was at, and he says, "You know, gives us the most trouble than any other team." The Raiders. And he said a lot of it is matchup situation. And, and he brought up Waller at tight end. And the Saints are still trying to cover him <laughs> from I, a couple years back. Uh, and you know what? When they patient running the ball and Derek Carr is on, they they a tough football team. But, again, you've seen so erratic play, especially on offense almost across the board in the NFL. Maybe three or four teams are immune to it so far. But, man, of the 32 teams, 28, you see good play, bad play. It's Mike, it's all over the board. I don't remember another year that it's been this helter-skelter uh, offensively because normally the defense would have a small advantage early in the year. But, boy, you see some of this play. Mike, they got to do something to change up the way things are handled in preseason because I do think it's affecting continuity when the regular season hits. Cincinnati, close one last night, but they lose in Baltimore, so they are next. And offensively, there's, there's another team that they can kind of, you know, explosive, but yet, you know, last night didn't, didn't put a lot of points on, on the board, and that's kind of that offensive inconsistency that, that we're seeing. Yeah, offensive line play. Boy, Joe Burrow got racked the first three weeks. I mean, they needed a shovel to get him off the turf uh, because he was getting hit so much. But they have so many different weapons. You look at Joe Mixon as a runner and receiver. Jamar, such a, an explosive player. Boy, Tyler Boyd is a really good football player. And T. Higgins, when he's been healthy, you know, he's a tall drink of water, but he makes a lot of big plays. The one thing with Joe, he will hang in the pocket until the final second to make a play. He does not like to throw the short pass. Mike, it, it, he was like that at LSU. I know they were after him a lot. Uh, if it was Coach Insminger, if it was Brady, about, hey, take the check down. No, I don't want to do it. 
I want to hit the deeper play. Now, there's some good in that. And also the fact, the bad part is you get racked up. You get hit a lot. You just hope he can survive for a length of time uh, taking those shots. Defensively, they played okay, but they were never noted for being a great defensive team. And you lost a couple key players up front along that defensive line that helped you in that Super Bowl run. Um, the one thing with it, I hope the Saints don't let uh, the, the Bengals' offensive team get introduced first. Because Joe Burrow is going to get a big pop, him and Jamar. I mean, it's, it's like the wrestling. He's going to get a big pop when he comes on uh, that field. We will see. I, I, it, it will be interesting to see. I think I think it will all be pregame, and then I think when that game starts, I, I think all those – I think I think it will be okay once the game starts. That, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I think they kind of want to give him his respect, okay? We know what you did at LSU, so we'll give it to you early. But then we really want to give it to you during the game. Right, exactly. And I mean give you the business, The so business, to speak. exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's work our way around the NFC South. Tampa 3-2 and two after their victory. Then the Saints right after them 2-3 and three, ahead of Atlanta 2-3 and three because they beat – the Falcons, the Panthers at one and four, and at, at, not at this time, but early last year, the, the the Panthers were the team. They were three and zero. They started off unbeaten. Matt Rule was going. This was going to be the year, and they won two of their next twelve. Lost. They're one and four, and now Rule's out. Phil Snow is out. Uh, I mean, no one can be this surprised. When we were preparing to play Carolina, the articles about Matt Rule at the time were which college team he was going to end up with or which pro team. It wasn't that he was going to get fired. Like that was like foregone conclusion. Uh, but that's 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 a that's a rough situation because you you take your your defensive coordinator as well. That's that's a lot right now after five weeks. He was dead man walking. Oh yeah, and and you could hear it from his players that, you know, he had lost the locker room. And I was really surprised Tepper kept him for another year because there were a lot of people that felt Tepper was going to cut him loose. He's a billionaire. For him to pay $40 million to a coach, you know, okay. And I'll be honest with you, Matt Rule had a couple of major college teams go up to him to say, hey, look, if you get cut loose, we want you here. He did a great job at Temple. You win 10 games two straight years at Temple, and then what he did with Baylor, he took a one-win football team, and they won 11 games his final year. Man, but he his temperament and the way the college game is so different from the pros, you could tell it was above his head. He'll be a really good college coach again. Uh, I'm convinced of that, but – It'll be interesting to see with the kind of money that Tepper has. That's he where can I was basically going. get who he wants. <laughs> now, I don't think it'll be Sean Payton because I think Sean is smart enough to understand. I want to go somewhere where I got a unicorn quarterback. I got one of those guys that, you know, I don't have to run and find him. Uh, the Panthers don't have that type guy. They do not. We will have to. Although that is what we will have to live with. And this is not just kind of wrapping things up. It's that when anything happens, the first, the next story is Sean Payton. As soon as Rule got fired, it was the. And that's just the way it's going to be until when Hackett's going to get cut loose, right. by the new owner in Denver. 
Guess who's going to be the first right. name? It's what, it's, what, it's, what, it's what we live with. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. Appreciate thank your you, time. Michael. As always, Mike Dettelier, the Silver Slipper. I want to thank Dennis Allen, Chris Richard, Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier, Charlie Long on the board tonight. Saints get a big victory in Seattle now. It's the Bengals. Thanks for listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 